Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network, where we believe that media is the best way to understand ourselves and others. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Um, I am so excited to introduce my co-host and myself. I am Link. Hi, hello, welcome, or welcome back. Joining me today, my esteemed peers... Mark Queenies. Hello. Laura Taylor. I can't. Hi, everyone. And everyone's favoritest guy, Josue Cardona. Hi, Link. You're my favorite, too. <laughs> uh, this week, you know, we have a topic. We'll see how it goes. Um, I'm interested in talking about adaptations, whether that is from a book to a movie, from a uh, movie to a limited TV series, from a <laughs> video game to a TV series, all of, all of the ways that you could adapt a thing from one medium to another. And uh, what, what that process is like, because as we say here frequently, Media matters, and also, um, <laughs> in the words of the guy whose name I'm forgetting, uh, the medium is the message. And so I am in interested in talking about uh, adaptations that we enjoy, that uh, we feel did well, didn't do so hot, um, that sort of thing. <laughs> We're in a silly, goofy mood here tonight. Um, but I think I think it's going to be good. We're going to have a good time. Um, obviously, it's uh, one week post the end of The Last of Us series on HBO. Uh, the finale came out. It's going to be several weeks later when our listeners actually hear this episode. But that's where we are currently in physical time space. Um, so that's at the top of my mind, but um, I do have some other adaptations I would love to touch on. But uh, let's let's start with The Last of Us. How how are you guys feeling about all that? My opinion currently is it's the best thing ever. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Best adaptation ever or just best thing? Both. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I think I've not watched anything adapted from a book or a video game that has kept the feeling the same even though there are things that have changed and I think it does need to change there are a few moments in the show where I'm like I know exactly what's gonna happen and like it happened the same way it did in the game and I was like okay there's nothing new but there were a lot of things that did change that were so emotionally impactful and and made the story even richer um I think one thing for me is I started playing uh, the last, I'd only been an hour into The Last of Us uh, remastered when I couldn't play it anymore. So I played The Last of Us Part 1, bought it after the first episode came out, and that's about as far into the game I'd gotten, and then finished that game in a weekend and played Part 2 in about two weeks. Um, and I really think that watching, playing through those games allowed me to see some of the stuff they're trying to do to weave the two stories together, but they couldn't do in the game because 
there are things from the second game that made it into the first or into the first season of the show uh, that just kind of weave those together a little better. And I like it. Um, the show made me cry. It did not make me hide in terror like the game did. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it was wonderful. And I love Bella Ramsey. Someone Agreed. Agreed. They are excellent. Um, I th- I think The Last of Us show was maybe the best adaptation I've seen. Um, it's definitely up there. Another really great adaptation is um, the book Stardust into the movie Stardust. It has some differences, but I thought that the the movie was really well done. It it took the best ideas from the book and realized it into a motion picture that in a way that like really utilized the strengths of film um but uh the last of us was so good um yeah what what makes it a good adaptation or like no better yet <laughs> that yeah that's how does it feel yeah let me change the question how does it feel to have a good adaptation i think that's pretty contextual to the original medium, what it is being translated into, and also the viewer's relationship with that story, right? Uh, We've talked about this before, is like people resonate with like different aspects of stories. There are people who are really into world building, there are people who are really into plot, and there are people who are really into characterization. And so having an adaptation of a piece of media that is you know, very much focused on one of those three things. And then the adaptation doesn't do that same kind of focus or focuses on something else. It's like that can be really cool because you're changing mediums. And so it's like it's giving you a chance to explore stuff that wasn't in the original content. But it can also be really like polarizing where people are like, that's not what I liked about the original. And now this new thing is I don't like it because it doesn't have the thing that I liked. <laughs> Yeah, I think for me, what I really liked about the um, the show, because I, I, I think I'm, I'm in agreement with everybody. I think it's probably the greatest adaptation and just overall, it's 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 an amazing show. Um, what I really liked about it was how it was, how it took something that um, was you know initially just like for people that played video games and it made it a much more generalizable thing so now people who don't necessarily play the games could experience a, a really great story and what i also liked was how to kind of fill in gaps of when you're you no know, you're just looting and shooting things they added things to make it even more like even more rich and ultimately grounded the characters and made them made the story just feel a lot more like flushed out um like you know like with the whole episode where it focused solely on um oh my goodness what are their names again bill and frank Frank bill and frank there you go (laughs) Mm -hmm. there you go like that whole episode was just so beautifully done and then in the way they incorporate different flashbacks to like even like right when the outbreak was happening you know and all this sort of stuff like i thought it was it was so cool and 
to have this experience than with my wife who isn't a gamer who doesn't play those sorts of video games and then have her being able to enjoy this story and experience it with me and then having her come out at the end of the season saying that was actually really good i really enjoyed the story um i ultimately thought like this was this is great because now it was something that i could share something that i've played through and really enjoyed um and now i can share that with with her and have that that deeper connection with it and now it's a story that we can enjoy together um especially as now she's will sit there and watch me as i'm playing through the second game and will inevitably do that when when season two for it drops yeah i think um there are so many people on the internet that are like it's not they did this different than the game that's the whole point (laughs) i think there are for me there are plenty of times where i've read a book and then watched the movie and been like well why didn't they add this and why didn't they add that I think there's maybe one thing the entire season that I was like, I really wish they had kept this thing from the game in the show. Um, Everything they expanded on was great. I loved... um, Kayla and I uh, had a conversation about um, Ellie's casting, and a lot of people were complaining about Bella Ramsey, and she... They did an amazing job. And... um, the idea that she looks they look so much like uh ashley johnson and having ashley johnson come on the show and play ellie's mom for one just listening to her moving around in that scene and talking to herself and all of this and i was like ellie it's ellie (laughs) and i just i also i've had her head her her voice in my headphones for like i don't know three weeks now um so i just it was amazing and they look so much alike and it added this richness and added to ellie's story that we didn't know we didn't know anything about her really before what happens in um in left behind so i thought that was really cool and bill and frank's story of course i'm gonna love um also some of the things that they kept the same uh from like left behind there were things i was like how are they going to handle how that dlc worked with the flashbacks and the and the back and forth and the way they did it in the show is wonderful and they kept almost everything and it was the sweetest thing and i loved being able to see that moment with them um with uh ellie and riley uh in a different way because I wasn't terrified that the the infected were going to come after me. So <laughs> so I, I it was more relaxing uh, than playing the game where I'm constantly creeping around trying to make sure I don't get spotted by somebody so I can stealth kill everybody. I, I didn't play the Left Behind DLC, but I did know like the gist of what happened. And watching that episode... <laughs> I was so anxious the whole episode. <laughs> just just clinched but I was it was it was rough. Um gorgeous episode. I that one's my favorite, honestly. Mm-hmm. But I do I do think that it's like really interesting to see the trade-offs in this adaptation, right? It's like in the game you are playing as Joel and occasionally Ellie, but mostly Joel, right? And so that is how you build 
player empathy is like they are embodying this character. You are learning their story as you move through space. It's like that is a very easy way to build empathy is because you are embodying this character and having that shift into you're just watching. You're not participating. And so how do you add in enough pieces to get the viewer on the same level of empathizing with these characters as they did when they embodied them. And I think that they pulled it off. And I do think a lot of that is Pedro Pascal mm-hmm. being uh, the internet's daddy and <laughs> um, Right? And at the same really time, too, because Mandalorian premiered, uh, season three premiered recently. So I only watched daddy. Pedro Pascal shows today, all day. It's it's mm-hmm. Daddy Day. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. He he's great, um, but I do think that in the same way is like having the player play as Joel is limiting in letting the the player understand the way that the world works and how the other characters feel, and that is opposite in the show where they are able to spend more time and giving these characters more depth and letting you understand more fully and deeply how this world has changed post the infection and i i think it's just great i loved it so you all liked the game already right like the game was meaningful to you beforehand well you you are kind of right kind of but i mean I watched an episode of the show and by halfway through the show, I had finished the games. So um, yes, I liked the games enough to play them in like two or three weeks. <laughs> I, I think I was, I was pretty much in the same boat, um, Laura. Cause for me, I, I had played through like the beginning of the game. I remember when I f- played it through the first time, there was a particular part. I just couldn't get past the the clickers in, in the game and i got so frustrated i just stopped playing but i i remember trying to pick it up again when before the show was uh, released and then at when the first episode aired i was like okay well i want to play through the game i want to make sure i get done with the game before i watch the whole thing so it was really cool because like because of my like how much time I had to play the games, I would play through a section and then I would basically the next week watch that very same section unfold in front of me. Um, and so then like I'm basically almost seeing like, okay, this is how the game did this part of the game, uh, this part of the story. And here's now the the TV adaptation of it and seeing like the, 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 the differences that they chose with how to tell the story was really really cool but i also liked how they kept specific dialogue from the game mm-hmm. in the show because a lot of that was very impactful um like those specific words they carried some meaning um except for the monkey bit that was that was just funny it's monkeys mm-hmm. <laughs> but that entire first episode felt like the gameplay of the game I felt like I was in the game and I had at that point I hadn't played that part of the game for I don't know what like four years um so I still remembered what it was like uh and it felt like the game and that was why I was like okay well now I'm gonna go through this again and traumatize poor Nina um (laughs) who is is a trooper 
she doesn't do horror and she watched the whole show with me and was able to and really connected with it and loved it and wants to continue and watched me play through most of the games um i just kept my headphones in so that she didn't have to hear the clickers um and can i tell you playing with the 3d audio on uh, um, the part one that's an experience <laughs> um but that first episode was just phenomenal with keeping things like exactly like in the game and i don't know there like i said there are other changes that they made that i think are wonderful but the dialogue that they kept was the poignant dialogue um and there's i can't wait to see what they do with season two which part two is going to be more than one season from what i've heard um and i think that makes sense it's a longer game um but there's a lot of empathy building and and role reversal and things that I'm like interested to see how they try to play with that um but Ellie's my girl so we'll <laughs> <see>. <laughs> yeah one of one of the biggest changes is that the game took place the the infection event took place in 2013 when the game came out and for the show, they pushed that right back now. to 2003 so that the 20 years later is current, which I thought was like such a genius choice, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, you were talking Screw with us both ways. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, really. Um, I, uh, I played the game when it first came out. So in 2013. So it has been a long time for me and so I remembered some stuff but mostly I remembered <laughs> the way that uh, the fandom reacted to the end of the game which has been very interesting to see that uh, in some ways r repeated with the end of the show and in, in some ways a little bit different but um, it was uh, <laughs> it was very funny where I was like I wonder if having it be this tv show and having the way that they have framed the interactions here if people are going to have the same kind of reaction to the mm -hmm. end i'm trying not to be spoilery too much but um the answer is pe people are still pretty mad oh <laughs> yeah 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 it was and it was interesting because i saw bella ramsey had there's articles going around that bella ramsey says that the, the ending is going to divide people i was like oh fuck what did they change it's so just what no, if, the what ending is going to divide people, period, I'm like, end statement. It already divided people, yep. but okay. Um, I was like, it's going to divide the, the people that know the story. Nope, it's just dividing more people that have never had access to this story before. And I think people there are people that don't play video games, and there are people who can't play horror games that would probably be better like watching this show. Um, and I don't know. It's it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> so so what is it about like you've mentioned, for example, Mark, that you you know, you've played the game, your wife wouldn't play the game, but now you can share in that story. And like Lara to, to what you just said, way more people are gonna watch the show than play the game. In part because like like you said, Mark, it's it's more consumable now, right? It's it's much easier. You can just sit down and watch it and you don't have to throw the controller in fear of, it, of the clickers. It's like, it's like what, like nine-ish hours compared to 17 hours of gameplay, so. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and, right, there's no, 
there's no shooting and, and fighting and um, any of that that takes up so much of the time in the game. So it doesn't Protecting have that. every corner for, for loot and some, <laughs> some spare rags. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, just looking around. Um, swimming, doing things like that, you know. <laughs> um, so, so I think those are, those are reasons why it's cool for like, as a, you know, as a, as a fan to be able to share it with other people. I like having different versions of the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. Known Batman fan, Jose Cardona. I know, I know. I mean, I haven't, I haven't brought, I haven't brought that up in a while, but um, right. I always used to like count how many current versions of Batman were active at the moment. And the last time I did that, there were 14, um, like currently <laughs> going active new content of a, you know, um, now it's probably way more. There's probably way more with <laughs> yeah. the Flash like movie coming out. Michael yeah. Keaton's back. <laughs> like we gotta, we gotta, we count him again. Um, and so I, I like to see the different versions. I don't, I don't know how I feel about stories that are. Because I, I was talking to a friend, and they said they said something like, "Oh, I." I like to, when it's an adaptation of a game, I like to do whatever. I don't, I forgot what order she said. And I was like, what other adaptations of games are there that are like similar? Like the Witcher is, eh, is not really similar to the games. And other than that, there's no movie and or distinct short from anything. the books. Mortal Kombat until now has been the best adaptation <laughs> of a video but, game. But the also, original Mortal Kombat. But also no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? But I mean right. that's that's not bad. That's not a bad um <laughs> the comparison. Bar, the bar for video game adaptation movies it has been very low. <laughs> but I, and I don't even mean like as quality, right? I mean just like as a retelling of the story. Like like mm-hmm. The Last of Us has shot for shot some things that are exactly like in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and it is telling the story of the game. It's not telling a side story. It's not telling something in universe. It's not inspired by, it is the story of the game. And, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't know how I feel about, you know, one for one. It's like when, when a movie gets a, like, I'm not, I, I love the West side story movie from the sixties and I got halfway through the new, the new one. Cause I was like, oh, it's just kind of the same story. And like, well, I don't know. Like it doesn't. I, and I love that story, but I'm just like, oh, it's the same thing again, but not exactly the same. So I don't, I, I'm still have like mixed feelings on, in terms of adaptations, but like why, what, what do they mean to you in general? Not this one in particular, but just adaptations of something that you're a fan of. What, what, what do they mean to you? I think for me, like the biggest strength of making adaptations of existing IP is that you get an opportunity to introduce this to a whole new audience. That there are people who will never engage with the original media, but this this new packaging is a way that they will engage with it. And I think that that's really cool. You know, uh, Game of Thrones is a whole box of worms, but... Mm -hmm. um, you know, the show is what got me to read that book. And I love that book series. Um, was deeply obsessed with it for a hot minute there. Uh, sort of moved on from it now. But um, I, I wonder why. Because there hasn't been a, a new book in over a decade. Uh, I'm fine. I'm not bitter about it at all. No. Um, not, it's coming. It's right around the corner. It's coming. No. Any day now. It, it, it's coming with tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
But um, yeah, so it's like the idea of doing an adaptation of um, a book, you know, so many people don't read, don't read for fun, don't read certain types of books and only read other types of books, what have you, um, turning, you know, an old cartoon into a new series, live action, like that's a way to engage a whole new audience. And I think that that's Uh, a really fun way to continue the ongoing conversation that is media creation in our cultures. Mm -hmm. For me, I think it's the opposite. I get to engage with the media in a different way. Um, I think about, so it's a little closer with the show and the game, but like like I said, I was less tense um, watching the show because... I already kind of knew what happened and I wasn't sneaking around hiding from clickers and, and hunters and all of that. So there's that. But also I think about I and I typically will watch a movie and then read a book. And I like doing it that way because I've watched the movie and then the book gives me more details, more world building, more lore. It gives me more. If I read a book first, um, I love because I read um Game of Thrones before the show came out. My friend James uh, gave me his books and told me, you have to read this. So I read them up until um, the until I got caught up before the show. And being able to see these things visually was mind-blowing in a lot of ways and seeing how they would be adapted. Um, and then I think of, I um, was really into World of Warcraft for a while and I read some of the novels and then I would fly around on my dragon and fly around and see that's that spot that I haven't been to, but it's a little monument in this area that was named in the book. And I loved doing that and seeing and exploring the world of this, like my character, me through my character, being able to explore the world that I just read about in this book. Um, Is Warcraft your was... favorite movie? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I did not. I did not think it was a bad adaptation. I liked it for what it was, um, but I would have liked a different story. I there. I think I liked a different piece of the World of Warcraft lore more than that beginning piece. Yeah, I I think I'm I'm a lot like like Laura in in the sense that it's a lot. It's a chance for me to kind of be more engaged with um with the like with whatever the story it is um it also gives like and this is more so specifically for book adaptations it's a chance for me to really be able to see like someone's vision and and to kind of give a sense of a visualization of the story um because i can only do so much in my own head um because i have fantasia exactly because uh, you know i i just physically cannot do it um the idea that I can then see it on the big screen, um, I think is, is something that's really cool because like Lara said, it, it becomes mind blowing when you're reading something and you can, you have it in front of you in, in words. And then someone takes that, those words and translate it, translates it into something that you can just simply take in and just bask in it, I think is really as a really awesome experience but then that also for me then when it comes to book adaptations i i want it to be 
I, it, it needs to be so like it, like the the director really has to try to like at least do their best to stay somewhat truthful to the book because when they take a book and they want to do the story but then they make choices that are that defeat the whole purpose of the of the story then then you just make a whole bunch of fans angry um this is this is this is going to be my my soapbox here this is my percy jackson stuff so everybody sit back and relax um all right get some water so yeah i am a huge fan of the percy jackson novels i i've read them non-stop every time the power would go out those would be my go-to books to read my original copies are basically torn to shreds um even my box copy is starting to go a little bit um but i really enjoy it and when the movie came out i remember my mom took me to go see it in theaters because she knew how much i enjoyed the books and i was so excited to see this because i'm like this is this is it this is my favorite series coming to life on the big screen and i cannot tell you how disappointed i was to walk out of that theater and be like what did i just watch because the whole point is that he's supposed to be 12 and he's supposed to do this journey and in the in the movie they age him up to 17 and they make him like a ragtag group of teenagers but in reality they're they're kids and then the second book the second movie was even worse it was it was basically like it was a loosely inspired by the second book um were they 30 in the sequel there's like a time jump no <laughs> but they they took elements the of it like, were. <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> but they took elements of basically like the next three books and threw it all into the second one like they the whole premise is that the titan chronos comes back like that's his whole point and then like he comes back in like the fourth and fifth books in in some way shape and form and then they they throw him in this second movie like no here he is he's kind of back and then he's like nope jk i'm the son of the sea god and then somehow manages to win um it, it it does not sit well with me um and so this is and so when it comes when it's coming to the the tv series adaptation that they're doing this is something that I'm I'm really excited for, but I'm also now very hesitant because I I've seen what happens when people try to do it and it it's not the greatest. So, but at the same time, I know that the author is very heavily involved in this. Like he's making he's helping with the the casting calls and you know working very closely with the whole team and the production to make sure that it stays truthful to his material that like this is what's like okay i'm gearing up for this excitement because now i'm hoping to see what i've read now be somewhat at least for the most part accurately portrayed on the screen and give me that that visualization that i've been sort of looking for why but why does it matter so much is it is it that is it that you have this expectation you've always wanted to see it in in movie form or in video form and and so that expectation wasn't met and there's that disappointment. Is it something else? 
it, it's part that it's part that, like yeah i do have that expectation that like well i was robbed of it with these movies so I'm, i was robbed of it of the of this glory from from these movies that i i'm i'm wanting to redeem it with this series but at the same time like I understand that Percy Jackson is is more young adult, and it, so it's it's for a specific audience. And why is for most, everybody? Exactly, I I know this, but I also know that like everyone has their own tastes in in books. Um, like every like um, you know, some people prefer mystery stuff. Some people prefer you know historical fiction. You know, whatever. Everyone has their tastes. Um. But this is a chance then for me to share what I enjoyed. It's it's again that that idea of generalizing it to to a, a much wider audience and being able to share that with um with the people that I care about, like you know, with my wife. Um, in the future, if I were to have a family with children, yes, that's exactly what I'd want to do. I'd want to be able to show them these sorts of things. Um. So that way they can kind of see something for themselves. And then, you know, if they want to go ahead and read the books, well, you already know I'm going to have like the whatever the most updated 12th updated copy of the books. So they'll be there. I love that you're 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 really hoping that your kids are going to like the same things you do. Oh, Uh, fingers crossed on that one. (laughs) I I do think uh, that certain stories the the adaptation into visual medium is like that the first biggest choice is is this going to be better as a movie or as a series show and i do think that uh percy jackson will absolutely benefit from the tv format over a theatrical release film um and i think that also that 100% would also apply to The Last of Us. I think if they tried to Absolutely. make a Last of Us movie, it would have flopped big time. Um, the, there was no way to fit all the content in yeah. a couple of hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not not in a way that you meaningfully hit the emotional beats mm-hmm. of the story in a way that's still impactful on your audience members. It, yeah. You need a little time to get people to buy in. And there are stories that totally benefit from doing a movie. I think the um, the Hunger Game movies are not my favorite, but I think that they are a, a solid adaptation. And I do think that the movie fits, the movies fit in that, that way. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to talk about my most controversial adaptation. <laughs> <laughs> which is the Silent Hill movie. <laughs> you guys know I am deeply into the Silent Hill video game series. Um, the movie is objectively bad, but I do also love it, but mostly because of its flaws. <laughs> um, it did not benefit from being made into a movie, um, however, it did have this really interesting echo effect where the movie came out and the game that came out after it, which was the the fifth Silent Hill game, Silent Hill Homecoming, that came out after the movie and it used a whole bunch of visual references from the movie into this new game, which I thought was really interesting the way that they fed into each other because the Silent Hill movie is... 
loosely based on the story of the first game. I could stretch out loosely <laughs> based on the first game. Um, but I thought it was really intriguing how it fed back into the game series in an interesting way. Again, not necessarily good, but interesting. <laughs> um, I rewatched the movie with some friends recently who had not seen it, and I have forced to play through the first four Silent Hill games with me because they're they're my favorite. I'm like, we're going to do this. You're going to like it. And if you don't like it, lie. Tell me you like it because <laughs> it's too important to me. Um, but it was very funny watching the movie with them and them being like, wait, what? What is going on? Why did they do that? And I'm like, well, the first thing you need to understand is that the director hates women. And they're like, mm, you know, that does actually explain a lot. <laughs> I'm like, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like, yeah, okay. Uh, but yeah, I think because video games tend to be longer, like trying to at, uh, do an adaptation into a, you know, a two-hour movie is almost always going to not work. You're not going to be able to capture people the same way as when you are sitting down and playing a game for 10, 20, 30 hours. Um it, it's hard to nail that. And so it's like, you've got to have either like one of the coolest characters of all time to get people invested, or you have to have like the smallest bit of story that you can really hone in on. Otherwise it's, it's too big and it doesn't, it doesn't work. It doesn't, it, it doesn't make that transition into the new medium in a way that is engaging for audiences. But sometimes, sometimes still really funny. So, you know, you win some, you lose some. So like, like from the, look at it from a transmedia perspective, right? It's mm -hmm. like, oh, that you can have a story or in some cases, I know we're talking more about adaptations of a particular story and not so much like a media franchise because that's different too, right? Like Star Wars mm -hmm. has its movies and it has its books and it has its, its TV shows and it has its animated shows and like, there's there's different pieces of it that all come to a, a whole um and there are we haven't talked about this but there are novelizations of movies novelizations yeah. of of things so you can you can make a, an alternate version of it um in japan they do a lot of um like uh novellas of of comic books i remember i uh after the the life and death of superman in the 90s it was actually a novelization of that whole thing and i bought it and it was i remember reading the first chapter and it was like the whole first chapter was like only three pages of the comic book it was like all these like it was telling you what doomsday was thinking at the beginning and then like the comic he's just like grunting and and you know i don't know there are opportunities to kind of expand it but really tell the story differently so i don't mm -hmm. i have i have there's also the, the the cynical part, um, which is like, oh, that story exists. Let's just, you know, we don't have to think about it too much. Let's just do a quick and dirty adaptation and put it into the movies. And, the fans and you will can, watch it. You can tell when that happens too. Yeah, yeah. And it's mm -hmm. a big difference, right? When when it's there's a, like, the creative team is involved. Um, 
like Neil Druckmann directed the second. I don't know how many episodes, right? But like I saw his name pop up in the second episode. I of, mean, he's one of he's one of the like showrunners. Like he's yeah, yeah. involved. But like he directed yeah. the second episode, yeah. right? He's, so like he's elbow deep in that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever directed a movie before, but he he directed or, or a show, but he directed his you know he directed a game and that the adaptation was, of the game yeah. and the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the. There are things that I like. Very, very rarely will I read. I think I've only ever read a book and watched the movie, like more than once of something. Um, I can't think of anything that I've like reread and also had the movie to revisit and be able to do it in in different mediums. I don't do that often, so I can't really relate to to that piece. Maybe in comics a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, like. I guess Watchmen is probably the 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 most one for one um, adaptation of from one medium to another um, that I can think right, of. Right, because if you look at if you look at the MCU, they're pulling from several different. Oh yeah, comic yeah. Book stories it's a remix. It together. It's a remix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and and a lot of things don't do that one for one. Um, Watchmen mm-hmm. did that, and and that was cool to see both versions. But like if I had to, I would just watch the movie again for for time's sake, <laughs> um, and not not necessarily read the book again. Even though it's, uh, I think it's really good. I actually like the movie more. Don't don't at me. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but but it's yeah. I mean, there's something about how invested you are in it, and and it's just it's interesting for me to hear how again how invested we are into some of these things and how we feel robbed or slighted because we feel like this ownership over it. And it, 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 it hurts. You've been betrayed because mm-hmm. they took our ownership our... and expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Those will get you in trouble. Um, uh, yeah, it's a lot of attachment to, uh, <laughs> to something, but, but I don't know. I think I've, I've, I think I have benefited from in just looking at them as alternate versions of something like someone else's take it's like if something you know, someone read the book and then told me what the story was and another person told me the story and they're both like not exactly the same um the only i mean only avatar the last airbender that movie is the only one that i remember being like i don't think i like this um but i, I was like open to it being it. <laughs> yeah my therapist uh this week asked me if i had ever watched batman forever Cause she wanted to make a reference to it. Okay. And I was like, <laughs> that, one, that one is, that one's Nina's favorite. I was, I was, I, I was like, that is such a random, like, yes, obviously I've seen a Batman movie, but like of all the ones you like, <laughs> just you imagining you like from, standing up and be like, how dare you insult I, me to my face? Storm no, 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 out I of have, the room. I mean, no I would, I'm waiting for her to stand up and be like, I'm Batman. Cause that's that movie. Oh, you gotta, yeah, I've, I've, I'm, I'm no problem with a uh, Jim Carrey welcome or I'm, I'm okay. Brandon and just being able to flash his yeah. tattoo. Be like, Oh, do you think, do you think I've seen Batman forever? <laughs> 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 Uh, but like I, I don't know. I appreciate all of those, all of those different pieces. Um, I but I, w- I comics, will say one: comics are a really good medium for doing that kind of storytelling, where it's like we're, we've got so many pieces, we can just sort of do a remix on it, and like that. Generally speaking, does does well as an adaptation, as opposed to books 
into. I, and, well, it's funny because comic books, there's so much that happens between one cell and another, mm-hmm, right? right? That that it gives you a lot of space to fill in gaps. Where like mm-hmm. with a lot of novels, it's the opposite. It's like how do we mm-hmm. condense this into another medium? Yeah, what can what can we chop out and still maintain the skeleton of what we're trying to do? In comics, it's like we're sculpting, we're playing, we're having a good time here. Like, what do we, you want to bring in that really? random third issue of that one canceled line that had this one really good scene in it. Like, hell yeah, bring that in. We're doing it. And then there's also the, like, I guess what happens in a, in a comic creators, what brain, the what ifs, like there, I think about changes that were made, say in the walking dead between the comics and, and the show. Um, a lot of it in the beginning is pretty one for one. And then there's some stuff where it's like and they didn't they immediately went, kill Glenn. Mm, <laughs> they waited. Exactly. They waited. And you're like, wait, what? And yeah. <laughs> and then it, the way Glenn goes, fucks with your brain. Um. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So this is one of the things that I wanted to get at, which is like, in in this case, the creators, like they're just in a different place, right? Mm-hmm. Than when they wrote the story originally. Sometimes what these movies I do are happening. What would now if I were writing this now? You yeah. Know? Yeah. Again, even even the last of us, like, oh, like we can, the world's different. We've actually had a pandemic <laughs> since the first game, mm-hmm. right? Like we can, we can, uh, or we would have done some things differently, you know, so you can revisit that. And, and I think that's, that's one of the, like, that's the, the analogy of the adaptations for me that is helpful when discussing other things, right? Like if you could revisit a past experience or do something again, what would that, you know, what would it be like? And then mm-hmm. you mentioned something earlier, Link, about the like playing as Joel versus taking a third person perspective and mm-hmm. kind of. I mean, you are third person in the video game, but you are controlling him. So it's you like are, there you is are still, a body yeah. there. You are him. Visually, yeah. it's third person, but you are, you are exactly, yeah. you are playing the role of, of Joel. But if you, if I were just watching a replay of the game, right that's kind of what the movie like okay you already made all your decisions with with joel now we're going to revisit it and just watch it like a movie right it made me think of um in ready player one they have this idea of the flick syncs which is like the movies in the future Mm -hmm. you could just jump in and be any character right and kind of play that as as that role and in the game the way it works is like the more one-to-one you you actually do the lines and the actions of the of the character the more points you get it's set up like a game but i love that idea of being able to revisit a story from different perspectives some novels do this right like they'll re-release mm-hmm. uh, an, an alternate version of the novel from another person's perspective and i think that that that, that kind of thing is really is really good um just as a again as a as a way of like as a thought exercise of thinking about how looking at something from a different perspective or looking at it from, again, like if you had different tools, how would you represent this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Similar to, I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm glad you mentioned that Fantasia, uh, Mark, <laughs> right? Because like, I can't, I can't really visualize um, stuff. So when I'm reading, like I'm into the story, but I can't even imagine what it'll look like. So I also like want that, that great visuals, but is it a drawing? Is it a digital thing? Is it a movie? Is it, there's so many different ways that we can represent the same story and we can, we can represent our own 
stories in different ways. Um, that's what that's what adaptations always make you think about, and how I think that they're they're kind of helpful in in looking at your own story in that way, different ways. I think that would be such a fun like therapy activity is being like okay last week we worked on like pulling together major moments in your life and we've created this outline of your life's story how would you add <laughs> to an adaptation of your life story as a movie like you got two and a half hours max how about as a you know a six <laughs> six episode bbc series okay how about as a video game <laughs> this is like yeah. that could be really fun actually who are we casting as you who are we yeah, casting who are we casting yeah. who's doing the voice acting yeah. uh what yeah. what kind of vibes are we going music wise are we getting john williams in here or what what's mm -hmm, up mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, i think pedro pascal could play me Somebody said he was too old to play Joel, and I just died laughing. And I, I think he's definitely too old to play you, Mark. You're a baby. <laughs> I think he could do it. He's he a very it. talented I, 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 actor. <laughs> exactly. Come on. Yeah. He loses. He he loses the beard. You could barely tell us apart. It's true. It's true. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's true. But I I honestly think like in terms of like how the the game design for Joel was. And how they how they portrayed him in, in the show, it's it's almost like completely spot on in my eyes. Like, I, they couldn't have casted anyone else for this. I think they I, made I, it, I think they made Joel too hot. How dare they? <laughs> this Joel is how too sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Who would play the rest of you in a movie? Hmm. 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 Also, Pedro Pascal. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I think, I think so. you know what you know what I think. I think younger me would be Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> he just yes. has my wit. I can see it. I can see it. He's he's got my my wit and charismatic charm. Like it, I don't know, it works. And he and, and he's my height at that age. So I don't know how serious you are uh, right now answering these questions, Mark. But I I remember uh, a friend once asked me. Like who I would have me, you know, play me in a movie, and I said Keanu Reeves, and I said yeah, it because okay. like because of like mm -hmm. his demeanor it. and his energy, right? And my friend was like, absolutely not. Rude. I was like, wait, what? And it was it was it was because she did not agree that I was that um, like chill and mellow and 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 had that right. And I was like, huh, okay, right. And and it was it was a good exercise of like how how. I see myself, how I, how I, what I aspire to be <laughs> and how other people actually perceive me or how I actually, um, how I actually am. Um, Ooh, actually that's a whole, that's good. That could be a whole, and we could spend a whole hour now, like on, um, mm -hmm. congruence, um, mm -hmm. just this idea of like your ideal self versus, you know, your real self and how disconnected those two are. And like our Spider Sona episode, but like yeah. on steroids. Yeah, but but like mm -hmm. I think the adaptations um, fit right. Like mm -hmm. the farther the adaptation is from from the your heart, from the heart of, or the spirit of the thing, right? From like, well, I, again, like this core. can go. This mm -hmm. can also go uh, the opposite way, right? Like mm -hmm. 
like some people can watch the movie first and then read the book and be like, Ugh, right. I like the movie version better, right? Like um, mm-hmm. either way, but it's that if the disconnect is big enough and you don't have, right, this is going into like Carl Rogers, person-centered um, stuff where he talks about self-esteem in that way, where like your ideal self, who you want to be and who you are, if you, if, if that's so disconnected, then, then your self-esteem is like super low. And so I feel like with these adaptations, it's kind of the same way. It's like, I love this version. I want this version to be this. It is so far from it. I hate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, ugh, I don't want that. And Avatar the last year of movie. But, but there's an acceptance piece, right? Like as a, like, I'm not going to say that it's unhealthy to want a better version of Percy Jackson. Right. But, but like wanting a better version of yourself or not accepting the version of yourself that you are is like, that can cause you some, some, some problems. Um, I think, you know, in, enjoying or, or just accepting that, like that's a movie and it's not a good movie. Um, and I don't like it versus I feel robbed the betrayal, <laughs> the insult. <laughs> How dare they? I've never consumed any Percy Jackson media, but I am appalled at those movies. How dare they? As you should be. <laughs> this, this reminds me, I, I like to tell people I'm like, who, who, who are kind of critical about movies and 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 are very like nostalgic about movies that they watched before and i'll be like oh yeah like t- tell me some of your favorite movies and then just look them up on rotten tomatoes <laughs> how many of your favorite movies are in the 30s and 40s oh, 50s? Your, your favorite movie was hook i hate to tell you this but critically uh everybody fucking hates that movie <laughs> no objectively garbage but you know that doesn't matter that doesn't matter mm-hmm. It mattered to you. That's all that matters. Media matters. Yeah. Media matters. Yeah. 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 Anything else y'all want to say on adaptations? I do. You mentioned something earlier, Josue, that I do just want to like circle back to and reinforce is that the idea of like the time between when the original thing came out and when the adaptation happens. Um, that is important like that is contextualizing people people change people grow people go through new events that reframe the way that they think about things and so seeing that reflected in the way um, especially when you get more hands-on adaptations like with neil Druckmann and stuff um, getting to see how the creators of this thing how the ways that they have changed as people gets reflected into their remake of a piece of media that they've created. I think that's very interesting stuff. I think that's that's a good a good point to remember is like the creators of these things can completely change in that they are different people, but also the people who read, watched, played the original version, they change throughout time as well. And so what they create in their adaptation versions is impacted by those contexts. It's very juicy, yummy. It still surprises me how different I find because human memory is garbage. And so you go back and you rewatch or reread something and you're like, you don't remember half of it or any of it really. And, or just things are just different. Right? Mm-hmm. And and not just because of your memory, but also because, like you were saying, I'm a different person now. I don't find that as funny as I did before. I do find that funny. Or, like, that didn't offend me before. That's terrible. Or, like, oh, I really appreciate that. Um, 
it's it's one of the fun things about about revisiting media that you really care about. Actually, my therapist said that this week. I was I was feeling very what's the word? I was kind of impatient. <laughs> and I said multiple times, right? My therapist wanted to do something. And I said, yeah, but I think we've done that before. And she reminded me <laughs> like, you know, it's good to revisit stories. And I was like, oh, damn, I, t- I, t- I teach people that all the time. <laughs> she GT'd you. <laughs> yeah. She GT'd me. Damn. And she, <laughs> she that and Batman forever. <laughs> it was quite a session. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Any other huh? final thoughts, Laura? I figured out who would play me. Oh, I was originally going to say Bella Ramsey, but she's nineteen and I'm about to be forty, so Ashley Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, OG Ellie. OG Ellie. Bella Ramsey may be nineteen, but they are still like you don't you don't you don't look your age. You're so old, and you don't look, you don't look old. Bella, Bella will play you in the flashbacks. That's right. That's I right. think I think I think Bella could play it off. No, Bella has range. Mm-hmm. So does Ashley Johnson. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I'd like to see her with a haircut. You know. Okay. Okay. I got you. Oh, I got oh you. you just want to make her hotter. I see how it is. I see how it is. <laughs> That's you get, you got me, uh, Ashley Johnson. But gayer, I think that'll, yeah, I think that'll work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you, Mark? Any final thoughts? Hmm. I'll have to come up. I'll have to come back to with a legitimate answer as to who I think would play me. Um. But overall, I think that this was a really nice conversation, and I did appreciate the um the transmedia that you mentioned in like Star Wars, how like there's all like these different ways in which a particular franchise has transcended different different forms of media, and kind of like reexamining how some of these things get novelized or like there's like they try to take it take a story and they'll change it up a little bit but you know it's been like years down the line like like with assassin's creed for instance like they have novelizations of the games um but that provides a deeper insight it's the same story but now you have thoughts that you wouldn't necessarily have heard through the game or you know it it jumps through things that you're obviously you know exploring throughout the games and things like that so yeah, I think that this is this was a wonderful topic. My final thoughts are yeah, reflect on on how you feel about about um adaptations and different versions and how invested you are in them. Um like I was rewatching the Mandalorian and and Book of Boba Fett episodes uh, with my niece where Ahsoka shows up. Like Ahsoka's her favorite character because she knows her from the Clone Wars. And then to have that character now pop up is just a reminder of how great of a character she is. And and we can see her in a different medium. And there's like a lot of appreciation, a lot of strong, positive emotion there. Um, but then sometimes, right, like like the Percy Jackson thing is just offensive and... <laughs> <laughs> robbery. And robbery. And uh, it's, it's, yeah. it's the Avatar, the last airbender of Percy Jackson. <laughs> 
but you know just just reflect on on what those feelings are positive or negative um and kind of where where they're coming from and i think you'll you'll find some insights there heck yeah i'm uh, i'm so glad that the crew's back together this was lovely thank you so much for listening listeners uh we appreciate you and you can tell us your favorite and or least favorite adaptations in the forums or on our discord other social medias as well those are all in the show notes and um Josue I would really like you to do the last part of the outro because I have deeply missed it more geek therapy visit geektherapy.org remember to geek out and do good and we'll see you next week bye Geek Therapy is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to making the world a better place through geek culture. To learn more about our mission and become a supporter, visit geektherapy.org.